0: Good evening on independence in the United States and the president buys some cherry pies. Putin blames the United States for bad relations while the U.S. pulls out of Afghanistan and homeless people are evicted from hotels. Why can't the homeless crisis in New York be contained? With these and other stories, I'm Paul DiRienzo with the WBAI News for Sunday, the 4th of July, 2021. Protesters gathered en masse in Sao Paulo, Brazil, to demand the removal of President Jair Bolsonaro yesterday. Demonstrators were holding banners reading Bolsonaro out and keep the Amazon down with Bolsonaro. One protester said – Our people are being massacred by the interests of an elite that doesn't care that the poor have access to anything. The demonstration came after Bolsonaro fired health ministry logistics chief Roberto Ferreira Diaz on Wednesday for reportedly demanding a bribe in a 400 million dose coronavirus vaccine deal. An executive from a medical supplies company told reporters the head of logistics at the country's health ministry had sought a negotiated deal to buy AstraZeneca vaccines that included a $1 per dose kickback. Polsonaro has lashed out against the congressional inquiry, calling lawmakers bandits and that saying that talk about impeachment is nonsense. And demolition specialists bored holes for explosives Sunday as they prepare to bring down the precarious but still standing portion of a collapsed South Florida condo building. The work has suspended the search and rescue mission, but officials say it should eventually open up new areas for rescue teams to explore. The decision to demolish the Surfside building came after concerns mounted that the damaged structure was at risk of falling, endangering the crews below and preventing them from operating in some areas. So far, rescuers have recovered the remains of 24 people, with 121 still missing. Officials began considering the demolition at Champlain Towers on Thursday when parts of the remaining building shifted, endangering rescuers and prompting a 15-hour suspension in their work. The method of demolition is called energetic felling, which uses small detonation devices and relies on the force of gravity. After nearly six months in office, grappling with a pandemic every step of that way, President Joe Biden was determined to party. Biden wants Americans to celebrate, too, after enduring 16 months of disruption in the pandemic and more than 605,000 deaths. The White House encouraged gatherings and fireworks displays all around the country to mark, as though ripped from a Hollywood script, the nation's independence from the virus. Cases... And deaths from COVID-19 are at or near record lows since the outbreak began. Businesses and restaurants are open. Hiring is picking up and travel is getting closer to pre-pandemic levels. More than 200 Americans still die each day from COVID-19. A more infectious variant of the virus is spreading rapidly at home and abroad. And tens of millions of Americans have chosen not to get the vaccines. The president took some time for some more traditional Fourth of July concerns as well. He hosted the naturalization ceremony for 21 new Americans from 16 different countries and Biden honored the Queen's nurse from Jamaica, Sandra Lindsay, who wore a vibrant pink suit to the White House. She was the nation's first FDA approved COVID-19 vaccine shot. It's my honor to congratulate the 21 of you who have
1: earned the title of citizen, citizen of the United States of America. But like previous generation of immigrants, there's one trait you all share in common, courage. It takes courage to get up and leave everything you know and go to another place no matter where it is. And during the height of the pandemic, she poured her heart and soul into the work to help patients fight for their lives and to keep her fellow nurses safe. When the time came, she was the first person in America to get fully vaccinated outside of clinical trials. Sanders' uh, vaccination card and hospital scrubs and the badge she wore, will be included
0: in the Smithsonian's National Museum American History Exhibit on COVID-19. On Saturday, Biden took a surprise trip to the National Cherry Festival in Michigan, where he purchased some cherry pies, applesauce, and homemade cherry raspberry preserves, before answering some questions about last week's ransomware attack that struck 200 American firms. Experts blamed the attack on the so-called Revil, Ransomware gang. Biden also addressed the disqualification of American sprinting star Sha'Carri Richardson for testing positive for marijuana before an important trial race. He said she knew the rules, but he respected her response.
2: Do we have um, uh,
0: uh, more than one of these pies?
3: We do have some more down um, down across the apricots
2: that well, we can wrap for you. Oh, we
1: got don't. all right.
3: Blueberry and the which other
2: one? The cherry raspberry? Yes. Right. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, with the most recent hack by the Russians, would you say that this this means that... We're not that-
1: sure if it's the Russians. Okay, with I the most- I them, okay. I got a brief on the, as I was on the plane. That's why I was late getting off the plane. I'll be in better shape to talk to you about it. The idea, first of all, we're not sure who it is, for certain, number one. And what I did, I directed the full resources of the, of the government to assist in a response if we determine... What else you need? Oh,
2: nothing.
1: You're all set. Okay. The fact is that the uh, director of the intelligence community you gave me a, a deep dive on what's happened and I'll know better uh, tomorrow. And if it is, uh, either with the knowledge of and or a consequence of Russia, then I uh, told Putin we will respond. And our temporary ban
4: for marijuana. These are the fair sir. Oh, great. Those are
1: so marijuana. It's the, the rules are the rules and everybody knows that the rules were going in whether they should remain that that should remain the rules a different issue but the rules, the rules and i was really proud of the way she responded
0: president biden at the national cherry festival in michigan meanwhile russian president vladimir putin held his annual call in question and answer session with citizens from around the country Ukraine, the European Union, the United States were all on the agenda, repeating that whatever sanctions are imposed against Russia, his country's economy will prevail. He also commented on his recent meeting with Biden and the future relations between the two countries and a third,
5: China. The unipolar world times are over, the
4: world is changing and it is changing fast,
5: no matter how many and how threatening these sanctions are, regardless of all the threats, we persevere, we are becoming stronger, our defense has been showed up and in some ways it is the most advanced country. We are more advanced Zimbabwe than the United China. States
4: in some particular well, areas of almonds.
5: Asia is also growing early. fast. In 1991, uh, the China GDP of China was 20% of the U.S. GDP. Today, according to, to the U.S. sources, 120% uh, it's 120% uh, of that of the U.S. Uh, the world is changing. Uh, That that is why we had that meeting in Geneva. They are doing their best to retain their monopoly. That is why we have all these sanctions and threats. All this destructive behavior, behavior, uh, the war games, the provocations, the sanctions. Here nothing really depends on us, it depends on them. They need need to rethink their priorities and their interests. And finally, one day the world will be more in order and our relations with the U.S. and other countries will be normal again.
0: And that's Russian President Vladimir Putin. As you might know, last week, there were several uh, dangerous interactions, confrontations between British and Russian warships in the Black Sea and an increase of Russian military activity in response in the Mediterranean And President Biden also commented on good economic news for the United States, where employers added more jobs than expected last month. According to the Labor Department, nonfarm payrolls increased by 850,000 workers in June as the unemployment rate ticked up to 5.9 percent. The president took his victory lap on Friday.
1: Good morning, everyone. It is a good morning. (laughs) It's a good morning. We're getting prepared to celebrate Independence Day. uh, Today's job news brought us something else to celebrate. This morning, we learned that in June, our economy created 850,000 jobs. 850,000 jobs. Wages went up for American workers. Since it took office, our recovery has created an average $600,000. I wish they, they probably wish those 600,000 jobs paid $600,000 a year but 600,000 jobs per month. We've now created over 3 million jobs since it took office, more jobs than have ever been created in the first five months of any presidency in modern history, thanks to the incredible work of the entire team. This is historic progress, pulling our economy out of the worst crisis in 100 years, driven in part by our dramatic progress in vaccinating our nation and beating back the pandemic as well as other elements of the American Rescue Plan. Today, the U.S. is the only major advanced economy where the OECD projections of future output are higher today than they were in January 2020 before the pandemic hit. And America was ranked first in Bloomberg's COVID resilience ranking. None of this happened by accident. Again, it's a direct result of the American Rescue Plan. And at the time, people questioned whether or not we should do that, even though we didn't have bipartisan support. Well, it worked. In February, the Congressional Budget Office projected 2021 economic growth would be 3.7 percent. Yesterday, they doubled that number to 7.4 percent, in large part thanks to the American Rescue Plan and our work to defeat the virus. The last time the economy grew at this rate was in 1984, and Ronald Reagan was telling us it's morning in America. Well, it's getting close to afternoon here. The sun is coming out. At the time, the CBO revised their long-run deficit projections down as a share of GDP They they just have done. So the American Rescue Plan is strengthening our financial position, and it grows our economy. It's continuing to grow our economy.
0: And that's President Biden. Meanwhile, in Afghanistan, within hours of the U.S. withdrawal from Bagram, the largest airbase in Afghanistan and the longtime hub of America's longest war, looters rolled in. The looters stole laptops and gas canisters from the base. The U.S. withdrawal from Bagram came almost three months after President Joe Biden announced an end to the forever war in Afghanistan. Biden pledged withdrawal troops by September 11th, though about 650 are expected to remain to protect the U.S. embassy in Kabul defense department spokesperson john kirby
5: we continue to execute a safe orderly drawdown in accordance with the president's guidance for u.s forces to be out of afghanistan by the end of august the safe orderly drawdown enables us to maintain an ongoing diplomatic presence support the afghan people and the government and prevent afghanistan from once again becoming a safe haven for terrorism that threatens our homeland and the turnover today of Bagram Air Base to the Afghan National Defense and Security Forces are key milestones in our drawdown process, reflecting a smaller U.S. force presence in Afghanistan. That presence will remain focused on four things over the course of the coming period: one, protecting our diplomatic presence in in the country; two, supporting security requirements at Hamid Karzai International Airport; three continued advice and assistance to Afghan national defense and security forces as appropriate and for supporting our counterterrorism efforts
0: as defense department spokesperson John Kirby meanwhile the media also heard from Lynn Rosenthal head of a 90-day independent review commission on sexual assault in the military
2: for decades service leaders have said that there is no tolerance for sexual assault but in practice All too often, there is nothing but tolerance. As one senior enlisted officer told us in our listening sessions, zero tolerance actually means 100% tolerance. The IRC rejects the notion that shifting legal decisions about charging someone with a crime or sending that case to trial diminishes the role of commanders. Instead, it enhances their role and places them in the lead of taking care of their people, which is their number one job.
0: Lynn Rosenthal is head of the Independent Review Commission on Sexual Assault in the Military. And you're listening to the news on WBAI New York. I'm Paul DiRienzo. Police arrested 11 from an armed group of men claiming to not recognize our laws after a standoff of police in Massachusetts that shut down a major highway during the busy holiday weekend and prompted shelter-in-place orders. The incident played out Saturday morning after a state trooper saw a group of 8-10 to men in military-style uniforms refueling their vehicles on the side of I-95 around 1.30 a.m. in Wakefield, about 10 miles north of Boston. Massachusetts State Police Colonel Christopher Mason said the self-professed leader of the group wanted it to be known that they are not anti-government.
4: I'm pleased and relieved to be able to report to you that at approximately 10-15 this morning uh, we were able to successfully resolve this uh, situation through a combination of negotiation and some t- tactical maneuvers. Uh, as a result of that, uh, we were able to place nine individuals into custody without incident They joined the two that had previously been uh, placed under arrest earlier in the morning for a total of 11 arrests. Uh, Those individuals surrendered without incident to the state police stop team members that were at the scene. Um, You can imagine uh, 11 armed individuals standing uh, with long guns slung on an interstate highway uh, at 2 in the morning. Certainly raises concerns and uh, is not consistent with the firearms laws that we have here in Massachusetts. I understand that they have a different perspective uh, on that. Uh, I appreciate that perspective. I disagree with that perspective uh, at the end of the day, uh, but I recognize that it's theirs. And the self-professed leader wants it very much known that uh, their ideology is not anti-government. You know, I think the the investigation that follows from this interaction will provide us more insight into what uh, their motivation, what their ideology is.
0: Massachusetts, um, Massachusetts State Police Colonel Christopher Mason. On Friday morning, dozens of unhoused New Yorkers holding trash bags full of their belongings boarded several school buses in front of the Four Points by Sheraton Hotel in Midtown. After staying there for as long as 16 months, around 150 people were being moved back to shelters as a city program to place homeless New Yorkers in hotels during the pandemic draws to a close. But 25 residents locked themselves in their rooms and refused to leave. They said that between the highly contagious Delta variant and the fact that Just 14% of homeless New Yorkers are vaccinated. It wasn't safe to go back to congregate shelters. WBAI was at the Four Points by Sheraton Hotel on Thursday. Dreading a return to crowded congregate shelters, men staying at a Hell's Kitchen Hotel protested the city's decision to transfer them away yesterday. The protest was held outside the Four Points by Sheraton on West 40th Street. It's one of at least five hotels in the area being emptied out this week as the city shuts down its COVID temporary housing program. As the temperature hovered around 100 degrees, Peter Trapani is a resident who expects to be sent back to a shelter in the Bronx.
6: I've been here two years there's over a thousand buildings in manhattan alone that are ready for housing or condemned and can be put into housing and they don't want to do it they say it's cost too much money but they're spending eight million dollars a year or about eight million dollars a year just to house us Peter
0: Trapani is a resident of the Four Points by Sheraton Hotel on West 40th Street. And after this reporter left, WBAI got a call from witnesses who say Peter Trapani was prevented from returning to his room in retaliation for participating in the news conference. Organizer Marnie Halassa tells the story.
2: Peter was retaliated against for attending the press conference. He was evicted from his room at the hotel for six hours. So he was basically in the lobby of the building or out on the street, you know, the sweltering heat for six hours. He didn't want to leave because they said that they were going to transfer him. Uh, But then also, like, he went back in his room as all, all of his stuff was gone.
0: What was the retaliation for, in your opinion?
2: Because he participated in... I had a press conference for the shelter residents because they're really scared to go back into the congregate shelters because the delta variant is less than 14 percent of shelter residents are vaccinated so that really puts them in harm's way some nonprofit providers are better than others what really should happen is that the city should set a quality standard and that if the nonprofit provider isn't providing that quality standard they should lose their license you know it's the shelter residents that really suffer
0: Activist Marnie Halassa, WBAI, has made several calls to the Neighborhood Association for Intercultural Affairs, the nonprofit running Four Points by Sheraton as a shelter. They have not returned our calls as of this broadcast. Homeless shelter resident Anthony Campbell describes how he and 25 other homeless residents refused to leave the hotel on Friday morning.
6: And I still haven't found an apartment that accepts this voucher. So that's where the holdup is at, from voucher to to permanent residence. It has to be some type of legislation that forces these rental owners to rent to people of low income with vouchers. Because of the pandemic, I get placed in a hotel setting. Now this hotel kept us here in a single room for 16 months and they think that the pandemic is over and we're eligible to go back to a dorm setting. And they tried to move us from out the hotel back into a dorm setting. I refused. I stayed in my room yesterday and refused. So last night, my lawyer, Josh, he told me that since Candy, the laws changed. They had to legislate law because everybody that was placed in a hotel was given apartments. And they see they couldn't continue doing that during every national disaster. So they legislated law and changed the law. After the national disaster is declared over, if you are still in that residence, hotel that the government placed you in, you have to leave if told or so or you'll be trespassing now. Since the law changed, I had to leave yesterday or I would have been arrested for trespassing. But they tried to place me in a dorm setting, knowing that I have acceptable accommodation. That was the term they used because of your injuries or your, your illness. So they knew that I I just had surgery, a hip replacement, pelvis. I got hit by a bus. I just had all of these surgeries and severe chronic asthma. All of these things says I need reasonable accommodations. Well, they didn't even have heard of that. They tried to place me in a dorm setting. So my lawyer called the director of DHS, sent over all my medical paperwork, showed them that I needed reasonable accommodations, after I had an asthma attack, that's when they decided to give me a reasonable accommodations by placing me in another hotel all the way out in Queens. What do you think of the new so place? I think that it's very, very selfish of them to think of just me and not everybody that was in that hotel with me. They just thought that by satisfying me that the problem is solved. But it's not we still face the problem of homelessness in our country. Now, is this a problem that has a solution? And are we trying to solve this problem? If you're not trying to do those two and you're just trying to move me from one location to another, this homelessness is going to drag on forever. No one wants to say that that's a problem that can be fixed, because if it is, why isn't the system working?
0: Did any other people try and uh, stay in the hotel besides you? It was 25
6: of us. It was 25 of us that stayed back and refused to move. Only one of us, me, got reasonable accommodations because my lawyer called the director. The other guys wasn't tribute to lawyers, so they got sent back to the shelter on Tremont Avenue, which is a bad locker, bad like a dorm situation. And I honestly did that for the whole, not for me. That's what the pandemic has exposed to us, that every man, woman, and child should have a space to call his own just in case they have to quarantine. You must legislate law that mandates every rental apartment building, every rental property must designate at least one or two units for voucher holders and low-income people. When a person receives this voucher, he will automatically have a destination that he can reach within 30 days.
0: Homeless shelter resident Anthony Campbell. Jacqueline Simone is a spokesperson for the Coalition for the Homeless. She says the city is pushing too fast to empty hotels, adding that COVID variants are still a big problem.
3: Yeah, it is a very sad situation because for several months, um, the hotels provided a safe private space for people to be protected from the virus and even though the pandemic continues and we have the new delta variant spreading in new york city the mayor has made the misguided decision to prematurely move people from the hotels and back into congregate dorm style shelters despite the risks to their health and despite many of the Other ancillary benefits that the hotels have provided to people, such as a greater sense of security and well-being because they had more privacy and their own shower and bathroom and just a greater sense of dignity, as well as air conditioning in the midst of a heat wave.
0: It was sad enough to see literally clothing and other items being taken in bins and loaded Mm -hmm. into into vans one of the residents who spoke to me about their experiences in the shelter in the bronx and then here in the city for the last seven eight nine months was retaliated against were not allowed back into the into the building is that kind of thing common or is this an unusual situation
3: Retaliation should not happen. I I can't tell you that it never does happen, but I would encourage anyone who feels that they are being retaliated against or that are, who feel that their ability to advocate for themselves is being impeded should definitely reach out to Coalition for the Homeless or other nonprofits that are, that are helping people to assert their rights. These moves are being done in a very fast and haphazard way because Mayor de Blasio has set an arbitrary deadline for returning people to congregate shelters by the end of July. So rather than doing a more deliberate and careful assessment of each person's needs and the protections in the congregate shelter where they will be returning and these individualized assessments, there's sort of this rush to move Busloads of people back to congregate shelters, which is just set through this arbitrary goal of the mayor to to say that the city's reopened and the pandemic is over.